Hello, hello, Freedom Fighters. This is Stacey and we've got Venya on live and loud. If you're live and listening, <laughs> let us know in the chat. Just say that you're here live. But welcome, welcome, everybody. So, Venya, what are we talking about tonight? Our topic is the new Queensland Tennessee laws and okay. what it means for your property portfolio. We're also going to go through some other laws as well. So we've got a few people popping up here live. So fantastic. Let's get started then, yeah. So tell us about some of the new laws that have come into play in Queensland. Let's start with those. Okay, so so first first of all, I am not an agent in Queensland. I'm an agent in South Australia. Uh, but I am actually studying for a licence in Queensland at the moment. So so this is just just study material material at the moment. Um, I am an, an active agent in South Australia and I have been for about 20 years or more. Um, so some of the, the laws that are coming in, uh, I think that there's a, there's a few main ones. Uh, so the domestic violence laws. So that that actually entails a, um, a tenant who's undergoing domestic violence in a property, they can actually break the lease in seven days without any uh, lease break penalties so they can just move out within seven days they can they can they can give notice and, and move out within seven days um, after that the agent has seven to 14 days to refund their bond in full uh, tenants are not responsible for any damage to the property as a result of domestic violence and they're also um, to my understanding they're also not not um, not responsible for any cleaning or dumping charges so they can actually just leave and leave all of their effects and personal well, just in the property. So, yeah, they, there's an expectat expectations for the um, the landlord to just put their hand in their pocket and uh, cover those costs, which is a little... Doesn't this open us up to, for a lot, a lot of cases that are not actually domestic violence and... and well, they has to, they have to actually prove domestic violence to be able to do this. Okay. Uh, so it, it needs to be accompanied for, with a police report, um, from my understanding. So not not anyone can do it. But re regardless of whether it's it's real or not, and I I understand that it's not um it's not the tenant's responsibility, not the tenant's fault, which is wh where they're coming from. Yeah. It's also not the landlord's fault. Exactly. So yes. Uh, you know, so pushing it all back onto the landlord saying that you now have to pay for all of these costs and the tenants are not at all responsible even though they, they cause these um, is, is to me a little bit statist. Yeah. It, it's got a, a little bit of a statist flavour to it and, uh, you know, it, it just to me it seems like, you know, our rights as property investors and property owners are being eroded all the time. Yeah, that's terrible. So we can't do anything about those. That's just a law that they've recently changed, I imagine. It's coming to effect, I think, since October um, 2022. Oh, music going on there, <laughs> I, I don't know where it's coming from. Absolutely everything is shut down. <laughs> no on my computer there's nothing else opened except this I, and I just had my um 
my 19 year old in here checking everything. <laughs> trying to fix it because they're the best. <laughs> they couldn't. All good, all good. Okay. And if anyone's got any questions in regards to the domestic violence laws or, or any of the ones that we're talking about, please just comment down on the right and I'll let um, then you know we'll have a chat about those. So, um, what are some of the other? I heard there was something about pet laws. A few people have asked mm -hmm. me about that. What's yes. That about? Yeah. Yep, yep. So, so right now the tenancy legislation says that um, a landlord can choose a tenant with pets or no pets. They can actually specify why, whether they allow pets in the property. The new laws that are coming out, and I think that they they are out, and I think they they came out. I've got some. I've got the dates written down. They've been into effect since I think October last year as well. Uh, yeah, October twenty. 22. So the domestic violence ones have been in effect since October 2021, and yeah. uh, the pets have been in October um, in effect for a few months as well. So they you can't you can't choose not to have someone based on what if they have pets or not. Yes, that's right. That's right. Unless there are specific laws, so specific like uh, strata bylaws or or things that that actively re restrict pets. Otherwise, you can't just say. I don't want any pets in my property and, you know. But you can tactfully choose someone without pets. You can. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, what, what, what actually will happen is that uh, ten, tenants won't specify that they have a pet. Yes. On their yes. application. So, yeah. Because they don't they'll just bring the cat in and, and yeah, take the cat right. out when the, they do the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I've right. I've even so, seen that happen years ago. So yeah, when yeah. the laws were in place. Um, so we've just got Nikki who's asked, will landlords be able to claim the domestic violence damage through their insurances? Right now, yes. Uh, at one of our seminars recently, a, um, we had, I think it was EBM Insurance, uh, they said that they will cover domestic violence um, damage to properties. But, I mean, insurance, just by nature, insurance doesn't actually cover uh, cleaning expenses or um, rubbish removal or anything like that. So um, it, it just won't cover those things. And those things are expensive. I mean, we're, we're yeah. looking at an average cost of like, you know, 900 to to $1,000 just to clean a property. Yeah. Um, and that's not – and those those are what we call non-claimable expenses. And because they're non-claimable, they're usually deducted against the bond. So we, you know, typically an insurance claim is that we use up the bond um, and then anything that is not, um, it, we use up the bond with anything that is non-insurable, like like uh, cleaning costs and also uh, rubbish removal and all of that. And that could go into the thousands, depending on what they've left. Bond, bond doesn't cover much these days when it comes to all that side of yeah. things. I, I know but it's only a couple of thousand. It's true. But in a domestic violence situation, you've got seven days to give the bond back to the landlord, to, to the tenant, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so there is no bond claim. There is no bond claim in that case. So no, you would have to. not responsible for that. Okay. It's good to yeah. know. Good to know. And, and this inadvertently is leaving, leading to people choosing not so much couples anymore, which is unfortunate, but you're going to steer away from families and couples. I know as a tenant, I'd be like, well, what is? You're preventing that by perhaps putting in a single male or female, which, you know, you can't do, but you've got to choose that person just based on those laws. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. It is it is actually leading to a lot of uh, discrimination or it, it people I think people are doing it unconsciously as well. You yeah. know, they, they are unconsciously saying I'm going to go for a demographic that has you know the the least risk of getting involved in domestic violence and that that's going to be you know your uh, single male or single female or a professional couple like we older, are, older couple older couples like we we actually just put um two uh, surgical residents in a, in a property and they were they're both on 200,000 each yeah. Um, as an income, so they they have a fairly good income. That demographic is not really going to be domestic violence demographic, yeah, uh, because of the fact that they can walk out anytime. Absolutely. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some new laws coming into South Australia, from my understanding. Can you tell us about those? Um, well, they're looking at bringing these laws into South Australia as well. But one of the ones that are, that's coming into South Australia is uh, not being able to increase the rent by more than ten percent um, per year. So that actually that actually restricts landlords from um, from working yeah. with the market. You know, from following what the market is doing. So and even though that say the interest rate goes up, and you're trying to accommodate for that by basically getting things covered as a landlord, you're not able to increase it more than 10%. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because right now, I mean, the, the law doesn't specify a percentage. They, they specify a word called reasonableness, uh, which means that as long as you've got a comparative market analysis, you can increase the rent, you know, yes. according, you know, within, within that market analysis. But you know, yeah, ten percent is 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 really a restriction. So what's happening right now is um, is this happening in say two? Yeah, that that is going to be one of the reforms that they're talking about uh, coming coming into South Australia. So what's happening right now is we we are actually advising our landlords to um, put up the rent as much as they can. So the, those tenancies that are coming into term. You know, the, yeah. the end of their, their the term of so their starting So, yeah, we're going at the higher end of that comparative market analysis and maybe with some pro properties pushing a little bit more. And as, as a landlord, you'd be increasing it by that ten, full 10% every year, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So so you wouldn't be looking at markets anymore because so if the market has gone down, which it has, they have in the past, it's like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I want my ten percent that I'm entitled to. Yeah, exactly. Because if you go if you go down, then the ten percent starts from back down there again, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. goodness. <laughs> so, what some of the other reforms that are coming in uh, that I've heard about is not being able to end a tenancy um, without a reason. So I, I, they're they're calling it. Um, Oh, what did they? They called it something weird that just made me angry before. Uh, qualified reasons or something. You've you've uh, you've got to actually give a reason to end a tenancy, and those just, reasons. What sort of reason? Choose between, um, you know, you want to move into the property or you want to sell it, or there's um there's significant repairs to be done that cannot be done with a tenant there. So yeah. that means that you've got a psychotic tenant in there that's paying the rent on time. Uh, you can't just say, well, you know, let's get rid of them uh, because I want to rent it to somebody else. And yeah. we, we have we have tenants that covertly damage properties. 
and that means that we you know it's it's in a way it'd be that, hard to find somewhere to, to put them too yes so, yes yeah. and well if you can't if you can't kick them out then they're going to damage that property long term and those kind of things are really really difficult to to prove like we had um we had one situation in, in one of our tenancies where the tenant kept saying that the um the bay window was leaking from the outside and there was a pergola right outside the kitchen where the bay window was. Uh, so we, we sent out plumbers. They couldn't find anything. She kept saying it's leaking, it's leaking, and it's leaking inside the house and it's leaking under the sink. They couldn't find anything. Uh, they sent the, the landlord sent engineers out to, to have a look at, you know, the, the, the structure on the pergola and measure the... Um, you know the how it tilts and couldn't find anything. It was only until we we got rid of that tenant, uh, and it was only after she left that we found that it wasn't happening with the last, with the next tenant. Um, <laughs> so we found that she was actually deliberately splashing like cups of water behind the bay window, um, and that's and and then reporting it as a leak. So it was that's it, really that, odd. Was she just lonely? Uh, I think she was. Just psychotic, um, <laughs> you know. All the all the tenants that you know would demand that a tree get get gets cut down and tells you that you know it's going to kill her children or you know oh, those kind of tenants you just don't want those kind of tenants that make yeah. those kind of threats in your property. Yeah. And if you're not going to be you know with the new reforms that are coming in, you're not going to be able to as a landlord say I'm not prepared to take the risk on this property on this uh, this tenant. This tenant is going to sue me in the past. She's made a lot of threats and I want them out of my property. You know, you won't, wouldn't be able to do that because all they need to do is pay the rent and you can't get them out. Oh, mm. that's, see, that's not good. I mean, in all, so, so do we have any rights as landlords on these properties? So these new laws that they bring in, do they, are they these people property owners that are making these, like who's making these laws? in the first place yeah like i said i mean it, it's becoming more and more status yeah. so it, it's becoming more and more you know the, the the government wants to provide housing for you know against the individual for the betterment of the people so it's it's a very collectivist kind of idea yeah. uh, but it's totally against um it's it's totally against individual rights so it's totally against property rights it's um i would even say it's unconstitutional because you know the rights the rights of individuals have to be protected and this is not you know not somebody it. telling you that you need to take the risk of paying the bank loans and you know you, you're at personal risk when you um when you buy properties but but it's it's going to be for the benefit of another person who you haven't chosen yeah. i yeah that sounds very much like communism to me it does. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I think rights are being um, eroded. Uh, but I would I, I would actually tell people to go against it where you can. Um, and I don't mean go against it as, as in, you know, go in the street and start fighting and... Putting up signs and marching around. Waving and stuff <laughs> like that because those things, you know, very, very rarely work. Yeah. Um, but to go against it means, uh, you know, select, um, is this only in Queensland? It's only in Queensland uh, and in New South Wales at the moment that these reforms are coming in. 
Uh, but if they Queensland start, and New South Wales, so it hasn't come into every other state yet. Yeah, yeah, they are actually active in Queensland, and they are talking about it in other states. So I think I think uh, Queensland is the guinea pig to see if if these work. Oh. <laughs> Good, because there are a lot of properties in Queensland. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so so in terms of our rights and what we we should do, and in terms of going against it, so if if where we can, how how do you go about doing that? Okay, so so things like uh, choosing the right demographic. Um, so I know it sounds cruel, but you know where where you can choosing tenants that are the less less likely to be involved in domestic violence and stuff like that in in terms of not being able to get a tenant out uh you know choosing a demographic that has money that has uh you know that qualifies for lending criteria because at some time they're going to buy their own house and leave and then you can put the rent up to where you want um you know choosing the people that are not going not that likely to be long 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 term where you're not going to be able to get to, to get them out of the of, of your property. Yeah. Um, during um, so you you've got to you've got to just disrupt the system a little bit. So um, if you if you keep choosing these people, there's going to be a whole lot of families with nowhere to live, nowhere to rent. Well, that's what the government caused, isn't it? They're causing it, and I suppose if we continue making this problem for them, eventually they've got to change something, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like Uber, you know. Uh, you know they disrupted the whole taxi industry by, you know, thinking outside of the box, and and you know all of a sudden the government can't do anything about it. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I think, yeah. Perfect. Well, look, that was awesome. We're actually going to have to wrap up now because we actually have to go through and just let's give them a little taster of what we're actually going to be talking about with our members in our uh, weekly show so that if um, anyone here is really interested, put down hashtag um, member if you want to have a call with myself so we can um, have a bit of a chat to see how you can get into property investing. And I know this sounds a bit glum, the subject we're talking about, but in the, in the long run it is worth getting into investing obviously because that's going to make a huge difference in your life down the track and these laws will come and they'll go and there'll be new ones that you'll have to fight against and, and that is part of investing. So what are we talking about in the Sherp? Let's um, just give them the topic and, and a little taste and then we'll leave this and go and see our members. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll be talking about um, uh, and well, navigating through more of this. More um, of this. Yeah. <laughs> so navigating through government regulations and restrictions in real estate, yeah, and understanding property rights. So. Our members will be very interested to see this one. Azenia's got an awesome workshop planned tonight. So come along and we'll see you all there. Have a good night.